Welcome to the Open House Podcast. Conversations exploring life, faith and hope with Stephen O'Doherty. The Catholic Church has released its response to the recommendations of the Royal Commission into institutional responses on child sexual abuse. Catholic Religious Australia, so that's the organisation that represents the, uh, the religious bodies, and the Australian Catholic Bishops' Conference, representing the bishops, announced that they accept 98% of the recommendations of the Royal Commission. They vowed that the Church's shameful history will never be repeated. They've asked the Australian people for forgiveness. The Church bodies have expressed their deep sorrow that vulnerable children were abused, weren't believed and weren't supported when seeking justice. The President of the Australian Catholic Bishops' Conference, Archbishop Mark Coleridge, said there'll be no cover-up, there'll be no transferring of people accused of abuse, there'll be no placing the reputation of the church above the safety of children. Well, also a lawyer and a Jesuit priest is Father Frank Brennan, well known for speaking out on issues of human rights and social justice. He's also had a lot to say about sexual abuse by clergy and religious, the orders that is, including the matter of the seal of confession the protection in church law and currently also in secular law um, about what a priest is allowed to reveal about what's said in a confession. And the bottom line is nothing. Father Brennan, and that question has been raised as a result of the Royal Commission, as you know. Father Frank Brennan, welcome back to Open House. Thank you. Good to be back with you, Stephen. You've been critical of the bishops being flat-footed on this in the past, including on this program. So what do you make of the response? I'm pleased that they have at last published virtually in full the, all the reports of the Truth, Justice, Healing Council, mm. including some quite spirited comments by each individual members of that Truth, Justice, Healing Council, highlighting even differences of opinion among some members of the Commission. So I think that's very heartening. I think it's also very good that the bishops, together with the heads of the religious orders, which in the Catholic Church are largely women, I think that they've acted together in order to publish the findings of the Truth, Justice, Healing Council and to put out a report as to how they, as church leaders together, are proceeding. For us in the Catholic Church, I think they're very positive and welcome developments. Um, a lot of the f reporting has perhaps understandably focused on the issue of the confessional, so let, let's just sure. go there. Confessional and celibacy, hmm. they're the two distinctively Catholic issues. So for, particularly for those outside the Catholic Church who have wondered what's been going on with the Royal Commission, they say to themselves, look, um, there are a lot of issues in the Catholic Church. What are the things that are distinctively Catholic? There's celibacy and the confessional. Well, can we get rid of those? And then everyone might be up to speed. Now, I, as you know from the past, I don't altogether have sympathy with that approach, but mm. that is the general approach in Australia. Mm. In terms of celibacy, uh, what the Royal Commission asked is that the bishops refer that question on to the Holy See in Rome, and that's the only way we can deal with these things in the Roman Church, because unlike more evangelical churches or unlike the Anglican Church, mm. we can't just make national decisions. They've got to be universal decisions for the Church everywhere, and that's what hierarchy in the Catholic Church is about. So that's been referred on, and that's 
the most that could be done. Oh, I noticed before you get to confessional, they, they did make the point that the Royal Commission itself hadn't made a compelling case, or maybe even any case, that there was a link between celibacy and predilection to the abuse of children. So, I mean, it's, sure. it's a very interesting debate, and uh, um, in your it church, it's an interesting debate, important. Stephen, although um, I, um, I don't expect you or listeners to remember, but the <laughs> night the Royal Commission was announced, I, many years ago, I remember being with Emma Alberici on her program on mm. ABC at late at night mm. and saying that, uh, yes, if you got rid of uh, these individuals uh, in terms of uh, getting rid of celibacy, then uh, presuming that they have a predisposition to pedophilia, that, uh, of course, they would simply be in situations where they would be violating their own children. Yeah. Uh, now, I know that argument doesn't hold a lot of sway with a lot of people, yeah. but I think if we're going to be looking squarely at the fact that we do have individuals in society who are, by disposition, pedophiles, then whether or not they're celibate or married or whatever is probably not the consequence. Yes, and but, we know that child abuse does happen in families. It's a, it's a fact of life. Well, let, let's move to the confession yeah. issue then. So that's also sure. off to the Holy See for a, for a judgment, as it were. You've just been in Rome, and I'm really interested in the mood in Rome, especially in light of the Pope's statement to the whole church. Yes, and well, I can't say I've been in Rome except at the airport, Stephen. I was there just to do a wedding up in Tuscany at Montepulciano, so I must say that I was in far more happier circumstances. Oh, okay. But in terms of the Roman situation and the confessional, the key issue is this, that there is division of opinion, clearly, amongst the Australian Catholic bishops, and there is division of opinion among reputable canon lawyers in the Roman Catholic Church, whether the seal of the confessional covers only sins which are confessed by a penitent, or whether the seal covers everything said in the confessional, including, for example, a statement by a child that they've been abused by an adult. Yes, yeah, so the now, issue is now, are you, in that circumstance, a mandatory reporter? Well, that then becomes the question. Uh, in terms of Australian civil law, as your listeners are probably aware, we have three distinctive privileges that we have maintained in our law in Australia. They are the privilege of, say, the client with their criminal lawyer or their family lawyer, uh, where there is the legal professional privilege. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. then the privilege in relation to the journalist protecting sources and not disclosing except with the consent of the source. And then there's the privilege of the priest in the confessional. Now, as I have often said, and that's not a glib comment, you're far more likely to have the family lawyer or the criminal lawyer hearing about child sexual abuse than the priest in the confessional. Now, yeah. I say that because I've been a priest for 33 years and I've never heard anyone confess child sexual abuse in the confessional. I will bet London to a brick that every criminal lawyer and every family lawyer who's been in practice for 33 years has heard in a confidential professional relationship about an allegation of child sexual abuse. Yeah. So the question becomes... What's the public interest to be served? Do we keep the legal professional privilege? Do we keep the uh, journalist privilege? But do we take away the privilege in relation to the priest and the penitent? Now, if we do take away the one in relation to the priest and the penitent, and I readily concede that, you know, the state gives, the state can take away. It's a privilege which has been given under the civil law. But if you take it away, the one thing I would ask people to consider is this. 
the privilege in the confession can be exercised by the penitent, and it's the penitent's call. A penitent can come into confession and confront me face to face so I know who they are, and therefore I'd be in a position to report. Or, alternatively, the penitent can come into the confessional and go behind a grill and have the confession heard anonymously. There is no way that a confession heard behind a grill can result in the confessor, the priest, having any information which could assist with determining the guilt or innocence of someone suspected of child sexual right. abuse. Yes, I get so that. the Royal Commission taught us one thing, it's that pedophiles generally tend to be manipulative and they try to fly under the radar. Mm. So what we're being asked about, take the situation of the manipulative, under-the-radar person who wants to go to confession and who would present face-to-face -face in the confessional and not behind the grill, and at the moment where you have the seal of the confessional, they don't present anyway, take away the seal of the confessional, and then all of a sudden it's expected people are going to present for confession and we're going to make children safer. I just don't think it adds up, but I readily concede, particularly to the victims' groups yes. and particularly to a lot of people outside the Catholic Church, they think this is all mystical gobbledygook yes. and they want to get rid of it. So that's going to be the public debate we need to have. Yes, well, I understand you've, you've made that point in the past that it's less likely that a priest therefore would be able to um, get the penitent to go and confess to police. In fact, you were talking about um, a, well, no, I don't know whether you're talking about a change to canon law for this, but withholding forgiveness until the person had done that. Is, is that in the, in the debate at the moment? Well, it could be in the debate. It's part of the canonical and theological discussion that's gone on. Mm -hmm. I mean, confession is about coming along and truly confessing one's sins, seeking uh, forgiveness, admitting guilt, and having a firm purpose of amendment. Now, how can you have a firm purpose of amendment in relation to pedophilia except and unless you have a commitment to turn yourself in yes. because you know that you have an underlying disposition for this behaviour to recur. So I think a confessor is quite entitled to say that a precondition for the giving of absolution would be an undertaking by the person, the penitent, to turn themselves into the authorities. Yes. Frank Brennan is with us, um, and uh, the response of the bishops and the religious to the Royal Commission. Frank, you mentioned that uh, you'd not heard a confession. No one in, in confession had ever told you that they had committed child abuse. Has a child ever mentioned abuse to you in a, in a situation like that? No. No. Mm. But it does why, As I say, I mean, I find this a very academic, ethereal discussion, mm. and with all respect, it generally gets raised by people who are not Catholic. Now, I respect that, but yep. it, it yep. is simply yep. that, yes, there is an ongoing uh, interest in the Australian community about anything which is distinctively Catholic, and there's a presumption mm. that anything which is distinctively Catholic must be a contribution to pedophilia. Well, there now, are different standards that, that apply. That's but in a democracy, this will be determined by the elected people in our parliaments. Indeed. One of the arguments against changing the laws around this uh, relate to religious freedom. And... Um, 
just as a slight aside, as a member of the Ruddick Committee, mm. do you have a view? Do you know what's happening to the committee's <laughs> recommendations? They never saw the light of the day, and now the Prime uh, Minister's disappeared. No, well, I, I think we've had a new <laughs> Prime Minister, haven't we? So we'll have. have to wait and see. Uh, but I, I presume it's still being worked upon by government, and I hope that the report will see the light of day. One interesting thing to note, if I may, Stephen, now listeners will know that, yes, I've long advocated that we need a Human Rights Act in Australia, but a lot of conservative folk uh, are very opposed to that, and I respect that, mm. and the major political parties have no great interest in a National Human Rights Act. But it's interesting to note this. In relation to the seal of the confessional and whether it would be taken away, the Parliament of South Australia, where they do not have any Human Rights Act, just legislated across the board and said, no, it's gone, that's it. Mm. The ACT, which does have a Human Rights Act, uh, basically they acknowledge that, yes, there are freedom of religion issues here. If we're going to take away that privilege, but say, for example, keep the privilege of the lawyers or keep the privilege of the journalists, mm. then we've got to be able to show that taking away this privilege, this religious freedom, is something which could achieve the social objective, namely the protection of children. Yes. So so it's acknowledged by the legislators in the ACT that this is something that actually requires evidence and analysis. Mm. And that's why they've postponed it for some months. And I think that's a welcome development. Very interesting indeed. Well, finally, then, this uh, statement that has come from the church leaders, the bishops' council and the um, religious uh, orders is unequivocal. Um, and to go to point seven, too often in the past it is clear some church leaders gave too high a priority to protecting the reputation of the church, its priests, religious and other personnel, over the protection of children and their families, and over compassion and concern for those who suffered at the hands of church personnel. That too was and is inexcusable. And they go on to um, ask sure. for forgiveness of the Australian people. Hmm. Now, is this going to be enough, do you think? Uh, it's never enough, but we've got to make sure that we've got uh, processes in place to ensure that henceforth that children are safe and we've got to ensure that we've got processes in place where we can be caring for those who have been victims. I was interested to read, for example, one of the Truth Justice Healing Council members, Professor Greg Craven, himself a lawyer, yep. but he emphasised that there was too much emphasis on law and money in what came out of the Royal Commission, yeah. rather than what are we going to be doing in order to accompany and to assist people in their healing, rather than just looking at the big ticket item of national redress scheme or whatever. Yeah. So there's always more to be done, yeah. and hopefully we can do it as the people of God. Because let's never lose sight of the facts, Stephen. Most of those who have been victims within our churches were members of the flock. And so it is so scripturally repugnant that the little ones who are members of the flock yes. have been abused by the shepherds. Yes. And that is appalling. Yes, it is appalling. Will this still be alive at the Australian Plenary Council in 2020? Uh, it's sure to be still a live issue because uh, you can be sure anything that's been referred to Rome, it won't be back here much before 2020. <laughs> uh, spoken like a man who knows, and you do. Okay. Frank Brennan, always good to speak with you. Thank you. Thanks indeed. Good to be with you. Yeah, Frank Brennan. Yes, indeed, a lawyer and um, 
a, a very esteemed member of the Catholic community around Australia and the head of the Catholic Social Services, one of the members of the Ruddock Committee. And uh, it was interesting to hear Frank Brennan say in passing there that um, you know, to advocate yet again for a Human Rights Act in Australia and to mention the ACT, which is not known as a conservative jurisdiction, but even the ACT was saying, oh, which has a Human Rights Act, the ACT saying, well, we can't really settle the question of the confessional before we've settled the question of religious freedom via a human rights sort of investigation about that. It's a it's an argument Australia needs to keep having, and I do wonder what Scott Morrison is doing with the Ruddick Reports inquiries. But there is the Catholic Church's official response, the bishops and the religious orders, to the uh, Royal Commission's findings. And that joint response can be found, for people who are interested, and there are many, many, at catholic.org.au. Uh, you can also go to catholicreligiousaustralia.org.au. And the Truth, Justice and Healing Council, for sake of completeness, its um, report can be found at www.tjhcouncil.org.au, tjhcouncil.org.au. Discover more Open House podcasts at openhousecommunity.com.au.